0: Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better
1: than ever Ghost Sixteen. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost Sixteen. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head
0: to brooksrunning.com to learn more.
1: This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talk at Old Man Radio, but most importantly, right here on your radio, next three hours until 10 o'clock. And lot's lined up for tonight. A lot of Nick talk. We have talked a lot about the Knicks here the last couple of days uh, between the weekend show and yesterday's show. So we'll have some uh, fresh takes there on the Knicks with some of the things being talked about today on uh, Barton and Hahn and of course on the K show. But look, we're usually Larry and I on after games or at least later on in the night at 10 o'clock tonight, getting to follow off the the K show. K show just got done and, and hopefully everybody had a wonderful, fantastic, enjoyable July 4th. Everybody hopefully had a very safe July 4th. Good times had by all at uh, the Damer household. Happy time barbecue yesterday. A couple of outdoor drinks. Drinks always taste better outside. I don't know what it is. I don't know. The weather held off though. The Yankees won a game yesterday. Everything was good. Everything was right in the world. Joey Chestnut won another uh, hot dog title. More importantly, I avoided seeing any hot dog highlights for at least the 16th year in a row. It was, what I'm saying is it was a winning day all the way around. But since we're following the K show, I wanted to make sure that we, we were you know buttoned up and make sure you knew everything that was happening on the show before us. The drive time show. Michael today, in case you missed it, right at 3 o'clock. Man, he came out firing. He came out firing early. Very hot topic on his show. was something we kind of talked about a little bit yesterday. And that was the booing of Aaron Hicks. Of course, if you're a Yankee fan, even if you're not a Yankee fan, I'm sure by now you've seen the the highlights, the Yankee fans. Booed Aaron Hicks in his return to the stadium with the Orioles the last couple of days. Booed him during his tribute video. Continued to boo him during his at-bats. And, and uh, earlier today, Michael said that he did not understand the reaction. And I'd have to say, just kind of gauging the, the reaction, he's not alone. A lot of people, it seems like, have been perplexed by the Yankee fans' booing of Aaron Hicks. Not just during the the tribute video, which is never a good look, but continually through his at bats. And Michael was very forceful in his opinion today, and 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 I, and I can understand. I guess I can kind of understand where he's coming from, but as I said yesterday, I, I'm puzzled that you're puzzled. I'm I'm confused that you're confused, because Aaron Hicks. Correct me if I'm wrong. He just left. He was here. He just left. He was being booed while he was here. He leaves. He comes back. What, six weeks ago he left? Five weeks ago? A month ago? Whatever it was. Why would anybody think that it would turn to cheers now? Just simply because he's not here? Because he's not on the team? I would just simply ask, what did you expect to happen it's one of the least surprising things that has happened in the course of a baseball season. A guy who was here, and, and let's be clear, was terrible for years. Not This wasn't just he had a bad slump or he had a bad couple of at-bats or a bad month or he let you down in one spot or two. He was the poster child of kind of the Yankees' organizational stubbornness in the face of facts. So I went and did a little research today. I like now that I'm baseball reference. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. If you go up to, say, a player's stat line, and you want to find out what that player did for, like, a three-year span, you can click on the top line and click on the bottom, and it'll... It'll work the numbers for you. Maybe this is not something new. It's new to me. I just realized it the other day. I, I admit I'm probably uh, the last one to find this out. But I went and I looked at Aaron Hicks' stat line. So for the last three complete years that he was here, before this year, he hit 216 with an on base of 324 and a slugging of 335. He had an OPS plus, which 100 is league average. He was 88. And this was a guy that the organization continued to talk. Oh no, it's the talent's there. We know the talent's there. We're going to continue to give him opportunity. He's going to be in the mix in left field, and he continued to stink. And then this season, before they finally mercifully cut him, his OPS plus, which again league average is hundred, his was forty seven. And they kept telling you by playing him, no, no, no. We know he's good. And newsflash, he was not good. He was terrible. But you see the news reports and the reaction. Have people never heard boos before? What is going on? The head mercilessly booing him, ruthlessly booing The booing has been louder than ever. Look, I'm old, but I'm not that old. But I, I've heard other boos that have been louder than that. And here's a newsflash. Booing is fine. Booing is a... Now look, it's not something that I do on a regular basis. Going to the game and booing guys on my team. But booing is a perfectly fine way to express your frustration. It's the other ways that are over the line. But booing a guy who has been awful for years is completely understandable. Now, there are areas where I think booing is dumb, Booing your own guys generally is dumb. And booing great players, I think, is generally dumb. Like when Mariano would get booed or Jeter or, or O'Neill, or Judge uh, last year when he was having a tough start to the season. To me, that makes no sense. And, and, and like the booing of Giancarlo Stanton on opening day, that's moronic. But just regular booing to express your dissatisfaction dissatisf- with a guy who's just been terrible. And again, not for a week, not for a month season in season out i i I gotta be honest with you it doesn't come across to me as being that outrageous oh my god did you hear that they're booing him they're continuing to boo him well he was terrible the entire time the name that that he goes by it's like in your cerebral cortex somewhere in your brain all of a sudden it's just automatic you hear that name and you've been you have such scar tissue from the last four years that yes, that's the immediate reaction you have. So to me, booing him, even repeatedly, is fine. Now, cursing him, that's that's not acceptable. Or throwing the finger around, or throwing things, or chanting something vulgar, or, or saying something to family members. That's completely unacceptable over the line in every case. But booing booing aaron hicks is understandable and you know why i know it's understandable because he said he understood it he himself said he understood it what what are we talking about what are we talking it's amazing oh i can't believe they're still booing the guy the guy stunk he stunk for years what what did you and again what did you think was going to happen the only surprising aspect of any of this is that the Yankees decided to bring a tribute video. I mean, what are we doing? What are you doing? Why did you... You have set himself... You have set him up for this moment by putting together a tribute video. Guy's hitting 200 every single year. Hey, let's, 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 let's look back at all the fond memories from 2017 and 2018. It's been said many times before. The first person I heard ever say, I think it was Giambi when he was here, fans boo because they want to cheer. And for the last four seasons, Aaron Hicks gave fans really not a whole lot to cheer about. Uh, and in some ways, they are not just booing the player, but really booing the organization that continues to not only trot him out there after signing to that contract, but continues to tell you, oh, no, no, you guys – You don't understand. There's still talent in there. We see what the talent is. And year in and year out, they get proven to be wrong. So this is not difficult like this. Why? Why are they doing this? It's clear why they're doing it. They're fans of a sport. This guy's not performing in the sport. He's killing your team repeatedly year in and year out. Yes, you're going to boo them even after they leave. He left a, a month ago. <laughs> you think that's enough time? Now, if it's three years from now, maybe they might start to forget a little bit, but it was it was this season he left. It wasn't like three years ago. Oh, but what are you trying to accomplish? We're trying to express our frustration over the fact the guy is terrible. It's not deep. I don't care that he's a good guy. It's not about that. It's about production. His production, year in and year out, was horrendous. And what what... I, I, this idea that we're not the fans are not supposed to. What do you want them to do? Oh, you know that that could have a real negative impact on. Yes, th- but th- it's already negative. The lack of production is the negative. And if and here's the thing: if if Aaron Hicks had had a run where he went for a month playing ex- excellent baseball, you know what would happen? The boos would end. The fans boo because they want to cheer, and you've given them nothing to cheer about. So it's the same thing with Josh Donaldson. What would you expect fans to do when Josh Donaldson comes up to the plate? Don't react? Do like a slow clap to like support it? I I don't know what you're expecting, what world you're living in, where where that would make sense. Don't make a sound? Again, I'm puzzled that you're puzzled. I'm confused that you're confused. I'm not smart, but how anyone could be surprised by the reaction that Aaron Hicks... If I had said to you a week ago, hey, Aaron Hicks is coming back with the Orioles, what do you think the reaction is going to be? Oh, he's going to get booed. And then he gets booed and everybody's like, oh, I can't believe they're continuing to win. Why do they continue to do it? How long have you been here? <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. When you're one, and you'd have to say because of Aaron Hicks's uh, lack of production, he was like one of the least liked players on the team for several years. He's hurt a lot. Uh, he, he, his, his, even his defense took a major step back here the last couple of years. So when you're one of the most disliked players on the team for the fan base of the team, yes, even after you leave and you come back, they're not going to be like, Hey, good to see you, buddy. What you been up to? No, they're still, they still remember me. And that's when this was still going on. It was still going on this year. So. I would simply say anybody who's confused, I'm confused that you're confused. And not that anybody's asked my opinion, but the Yankees video team, I don't think you need to start putting together a video of tribute for Josh Donaldson either. But that's just my opinion. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up. We'll get some phone calls involved. We'll touch on the Yankees just getting underway against the Orioles over on uh, Amazon Prime, a little Amazon Prime action tonight. We'll touch on the Mets because, man, oh, man, the exercise that some people get jumping on and off the bandwagon is absolutely ridiculous. So we'll touch on that, too. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan Grossa It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Dan Grasa Show
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, a member FDIC.
1: That felt like a Saturday. Now you're into a Wednesday. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But uh, a lot of things don't make sense. The fact that anybody could be surprised at Aaron Hicks. Is your name still Aaron Hicks? Are you still Aaron Hicks? Yes. Okay, we don't like you here. That's, that's really, it's, it's that deep. It's that, it, that's is the the level that you have to go to. That's it. So if you're surprised that Aaron Hicks got booed with his tribute video or during his at-bats, I, I don't know how long, and, and I mean, we make it out like booing is like this, oh my God, how could they ever recover from booing? It's booing. It's not, it's not, there's been far worse things that go on. Far worse. I remember when I was a kid, I went to a game. Probably it was like eighty two, eighty three. Family took us to the game, and we enjoying It was the Yankee Red Sox game, and and after the game, Yankees beat the Red Sox, and they were actually lighting a Red Sox cap on fire in the stands. And we had decent seats. It wasn't like we were up in the in the heavens. It was right there, and everybody was that like, ah. So I I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just because of my age. I, I wouldn't think booing is this big of a deal, but apparently it is for some it is for some all right let's go to the phones 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776 let's go to uh jose is in brooklyn jose what's going on my friend
2: good afternoon gd good afternoon chantelle and shout out to the company i uh, definitely wanted to chime in because after hearing four hours of michael k leading to his Yankee boy persona and bashing fans, which was hilarious. I, I, I started laughing because it was just like I I, you, I I I do remember a time where you know you and Stephen A would take calls, a uh, uh, countless calls, of people wanting to like eviscerate Alex Rodriguez for you know hitting home run for hitting home runs in situations that you know. Uh, 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 since they weren't clutch, clutch, you know, situations, d- d- these home runs were not supposed to matter. So, you know, we wanted to get mad at him for that. So it was just like, like, I, 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 so if I come from that sign and I see a player like Aaron Hicks, and Josh Donaldson, who I'll say for ties for tie later tonight, uh, like I I I don't understand where we're, we're 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 not supposed to do in that situation, because Hicks was just horrendous year after year, every single year we 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 kept saying we needed a left fielder, we never improved on that position. They kept throwing out Hicks out there. They kept. they kept hiding behind the analytics and how good he was defensively like and we're not supposed to you know boo and show frustration and then you know when it comes to like you know when you expect honesty from your manager he's going to go out there and say well you know he's had good at bats and that's kind of why I'm keeping him in the lineup and I don't want to kill his confidence like are we we kidding me like this is a joke right now and I'm a little it, it was hysterical listening you guys have been a great listen and I could tell that it was definitely teeing it up because
1: I, I knew where you stood on this, yeah, Thank you for I, your
2: time and have a great day. Thank you, week. Jose.
1: Thank you for the phone call. And and I do feel like it's not just that he was a bad player. It was that the organ you know, it feels like that the Yankees over the last five or six years have definitely changed their outlook in terms of they're not gonna criticize anybody, but also their stubbornness to just stick to their own guns. And, and despite what your eyes are telling you, right? I think about all the times we would we, hear things, no, Gary Sanchez, you, don't, you guys don't realize he's, he's really having good at bats. or We really like his work behind the plate or all, all these different things, which if you watch the games and you watched him day in and day out, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, the, he has good power and, and he'll run into ones once in a while, but he's not a good defensive catcher. He, he's not good behind the plate. And after a while, you started to get frustrated that, that the player you saw when he first came up, he was never going to get back to being that player. But the Yankees, year in and year out, would tell you otherwise. Same thing with Hicks. Same thing with Donaldson now. So Hicks kind of became the poster child for that stubbornness, that year in and year out, the Yankees would tell you what was going to be different. Now, if it were me, if I were at these games, at, would I have booed Hicks when he first came up? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I wouldn't have been doing anything other than that. I wouldn't have been crossing the line, which booing to me does not cross a line. So, yeah, when he first came up, i boo. And maybe the second time up, I might still boo. I probably wouldn't be booing the entire time. I mean, at some point, I'd start to, to loosen up a little bit. But I can tell you from the, the clips that I've heard, and again, I'm not at the stadium. Michael's at the stadium, so he hears it differently. He's at the stadium every single day, so I kind of have to take his judgment on it. Uh, it feels like I've heard far louder boos than the boos that Aaron Hicks got. I get it was consistent. I get that it was it was loud. It was not just a few fans that were doing it. But to say that it was like unlike anything you've ever heard before, I don't know. I feel like I've heard things louder than that. I feel like I've heard things louder than that. Uh, let's go to uh, Dan is in Rockaway. Dan is next up on uh, the Dan Grasse Show. Yes, hello. Hey, Dan. What's going on, man?
3: Yeah, and so there's Aaron Hicks' thing. I, I was an Aaron Hicks fan for uh, years when he was uh, producing. And then he signed a contract for multi-years. And my problem is uh, the Yankees are paying him for the next couple of years. So I think the Yankee fans have every right to boo him as long as the Yankees are still paying him.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to be paying him I think three more years beyond this year, and um, and Dan, thanks for the phone call. That just shows you how bad that contract was because seven years for $70 million, $10 million a year for a starting outfielder, that's not a whole lot. And yet he was so bad, $10 million was way too much. He was way too overpaid. So I think that the contract kind of came into it as well because – um as soon as he got that contract that's when the the injury started and and he just was never the you know those the, the first year he was here he was terrible and fans were super like what is what is Cashman doing why did they get this guy this guy stinks everything else and then the following two years he became the player that the Yankees were kind of hoping to have a high on base guy with some good pop uh could play center field could patrol the position well Uh, Would not kill you with strikeouts, but wasn't going to hit for a a super high average, but would definitely get on base. And he was a very productive player, 2017, 2018. He gets the contract in 2018, and then the down. I think the 2018, then the downside began, and it was a lot of injuries. He would be playing 50, 60 games, and even when he was healthy, he was not productive. So um, I'm just surprised why anyone would be surprised. Again if Aaron Hicks last played at Yankee Stadium two years ago and he came back and the boos were as loud as they were, okay, maybe that might, that might be a little off. People still remember from two years ago. He was, he, he was on the team this year. He was on the team six weeks ago. So I don't know why anybody would really be surprised that the reaction was the reaction. Let's go to Tommy on Long Island. Tommy, next up on the Dan Grosser Show. How you doing, good? Hey, Tommy.
3: I want to ask you about the mess. Um, okay. If they sweep San Diego, do you think we have a shot to get back into the wild card race?
1: It's funny you mentioned that because it's amazing what just simply three games, uh, three straight wins will do. Because it felt yeah, like I when we went into the weekend, everybody's like, "Oh, the Mets season's over." It's this, it's that. They got to be sellers at the deadline. Then they win three games. they are like, "Hey, you never know." Uh, we're excited, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if the the I can't take the Mets seriously. I can't take any team seriously until they get back to five hundred. And the Mets are yeah. more than just simply a good week away from five hundred. So yeah, I mean, look, if they go out it's clear that they're not going to be sellers at the deadline because they don't really have that much to sell. So if you're not going to be sellers at the deadline, if you could ever get your act together, then yeah, maybe it. And that's been the thing the whole time is it's, it's really on the Mets. The Mets have to show that they can do something consistently, which they've not been I mean, the story of the Mets season, when they hit, they don't pitch when they pitch, they don't hit, they got to show yeah. us a week where they can Man, do sorry, all aspects right? and, and carry it through. So what do you think about what DeGrom
3: uh, – oh, I feel bad for him. Now, when he – they're going to give him a tribute in uh, City Field in uh, about two or three weeks when Texas come in. I don't think they're going to boo him.
1: Oh, no, of course not. No, they shouldn't. And Tommy, thanks for the phone call. Just because he left and he didn't re-sign here, that, I, he, he's one of the great Mets of all time. If they don't give him a standing ovation, they should be uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. No, they're going to cheer him, and rightfully so. Now, it's unfortunate the way things went down the stretch, and, and any time anytime there's a breakup, it's always, it's always bad, right? Things always end badly, otherwise they wouldn't end. But T went off to Texas, and he kind of did you a favor. He, he, he made that clear right away. You were allowed to go about your offseason knowing he wasn't going to be part of the long-term plans, and the fact he wasn't put to part of the long-term plan Talk about things that were not surprising. Aaron Hicks getting booed at Yankee Stadium and Jacob deGrom needing major surgery because he couldn't stay on the mound because of injuries. Uh, that's been a running theme here the last couple of years. So when he signed that contract, I think it was five years, five years with Texas, I think the overwhelming reaction was, it's just a matter of time before he's hurt or at what point in those five years is he going to be hurt? And it comes up in year one for Texas. So they've been able to withstand that, but uh, that was that was not a very surprising result even when the contract was first signed. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more your phone calls as we take you up until 10 o'clock. Gordon Damer in for Dan, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Dan Grosser Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Boom, and uh, the Yankees are going to be floundering and out of the playoff race. And as I said yesterday, I'm not exactly sure how they're doing it, because when you take a look at this lineup on a regular basis, it's bad. It's a bad lineup. You're hoping that Stanton gets going at some point, but the more time that goes on, you start to doubt that that run is ever going to come. And if it does, it's not going to be like the prototypical Stanton run where he goes off for a month and just hits home run after home run and kind of carries the team, considering how bad he was last year during the regular season too and how bad he's been so far this year. And it's not just him. LeMahieu, uh that seems like a lost cause at this point. Donaldson has been talked about a lot. Rizzo, I think in the last month, Rizzo's slugging under two fifty. The catchers, th- that's not a position of, uh, of offense there. So you'd have to say even the most pessimistic Yankee fan would have to look at what they've been able to do here without judge and at least say it's respectable. They haven't just cashed in the chips, which when he went down, I got to be honest, I was not expecting them to play 500 baseball. Now, it's kind of tough to give them too much credit. Because again, when you look at it's it the, the, the results, when you take a look at the lineup on a night-in, night-out basis, it's surprising the results. It is. But it's tough to give them too much credit because the last time the results kind of seemed to come out of left field and defied logic was last year. When they raced out to, what was it, 55 and 25 or 55 and 20, and people are bringing up the 98 team, it was great to have it be happening. But when it's going on, you're thinking, how are they doing this? And we we found out that it was not uh, not for long. I mean, they were talking about compare comparisons with the 98 team, and the team didn't even win 100 games last year, so uh it, it's it's impressive what they've been able to do i it kind of defies logic and it's almost like a pitcher in the middle of no hitter i don't want to talk about it too much because i'm worried about jinxing it worried about jinxing it and you'd have to think that before too long it, reality might very well sink in again so enjoy it while it's going on but just don't get your hopes up too much would be my uh Would be my advice. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to – let's see here. Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, next up.
3: Hey, what's going on, Gordon? How are you doing, my friend? What's up? Hey, listen, you know, I, I heard the Michael K stuff and everything. To me, it sounds more like a distraction than anything else, that this team is not really a winning team. I mean, who in the hell cares about Aaron Hicks getting booed not getting booed. I mean listen, fans got their right to do whatever they want to do, and it was stupid, like you said, to give him some kind of uh, uh, a a tribute you, I mean, video. I mean, come on. <laughs> what the heck you thought was gonna happen? People <laughs> I don't know. like, you know what, <laughs> these last four years <laughs>
1: we'll Let's look back at all the memories
3: oh my god you know you give you give uh, those kind of moments to a dom Magley. you give those of kind course. of moments to reggie jackson you know what of i mean course. come on these, these are the people you give those moments but right it's just ridiculous i don't even know what michael's point really wasn't it maybe just to, like have a a, a fodder for a show but you know I, i'm gonna be honest with you man like for me and even with that montage video montage and all, the, the whole thing is and, 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 you know, we spoke before about how people have the, the reverence and, and a certain type of memory for George. But these are the things that make people don't like Hal. And these are the things that, you know, just continue to have people sitting around and saying, like, you guys are not in tune in any way with what your fan base is. You know what the, the Yankee fan base wants to hear right now is, how are you going to go into that bulk of that you have a minor league talent and get over there and get this guy Otani over here. That's what you should be focusing on. None of this other nonsense. This, this, listen, I haven't been to a game yet this year. I went last year to three games. And I'm telling you something. It's not the way it used to be. The energy is not there in that stadium anymore. And you know why the energy's not there? Because I'm going to tell you something. People make, make a lot of uh, fuss about fans in this town. and fans are crazy and the term is fanatic. These two fans in this town that I respect, And I'm not talking about the ones who go over the top. The Knicks fans and the Yankees fans, you cannot sell them on BS. They know when their team is not good. They know when their team's not winning. Jets fans are are, are lunatics. They will believe anything that (laughs) that the media tells them about the team. You know, every year the Jets are going to, this is our year to do it. Yankee fans are not stupid. And they know. And they know. They've seen winning. They know what winning is about. And they know that this is not a winning team. You should be making a push for this guy. All this talent. Who's that guy that's been in the minor leagues for like six years? I, what, I forgot his name.
1: Floreal? Esteban
3: Floreal? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, listen, if he's that good, they right. want to take him. I'm going to tell you something else, too. I like Volpe and everything. I'm rooting for him. If he was in the if, – if, if, even if it was just for half of a year, if they wanted him, I'd give him up, too. Major League Baseball should want Otani on the Yankees and the Yankees should want Ohtani and the Yankees. You got to bring somebody in here. Forget about whether Judge comes back, and I'm talking about if Judge was 100% healthy and playing right now, you should still be in on Ohtani. That's how you get over the hump. This is ridiculous that we're sitting here talking about some, some, some this guy Hicks who cares about
1: that? Is that the real story? Is that the real story with the Yankees, Gordon? I mean, well, come on. It's man. something that's popped up. And, 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 and Buddha, thanks for the phone call. Unfortunately, with the Yankees, it's kind of hard to take them seriously until Judge comes back. And right now, they're just kind of treading water, and that's acceptable right now. The baseball season is a very long season, but I'm not going to get worked up uh, about you know, winning a couple of games against the Orioles, much like I'm not going to get uh, too uh, down about the fact that they split six games against the Cardinals and the A's. But it was something that popped up, and I, I got to be honest, it, it's something that when I was out for my walk today, listening to the K show, I'm walking by myself, and I'm responding out loud to the to the clouds, based on things that Michael's saying. So it got a reaction out of me, and uh, I, 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 as a fan, as somebody who's simply a fan. I would think that it would resonate with fans as well that the, that the fan base is getting this bad rap because everywhere you go, the only reaction to that whole thing has been, all oh, Yankee fans are the worst, Yankee fans are this, and Yankee fans are that. And I'm not somebody who always defends Yankee fans. The Yankee fans that threw the garbage on the field against the Guardians last year, I said, find out who they are. I'm sure you have with all the tickets being all digital. Find out who these people are. Kick them out of the stadium for life. I have no problem with that, but simply booing a guy who was terrible when he was here last in May—I I don't know that that's uh, that's surprising to me. And as far as Otani can, baseball, I'm sure does want Otani on the Yankees, and I'm sure the Yankees want Otani on the Yankees. The only problem is that I don't know that Otani wants Otani to be on the Yankees. He didn't want to play on the East Coast last time. That's one of the reasons why he ended up with the Angels. If he does go somewhere else. I haven't looked at betting odds, but I'm I'm sure that the Dodgers are the overwhelming favorites. If not them, the Giants will have to be right behind after all the strikeouts they had in the offseason this past year, and that money just kind of burning a hole in their pocket. I would be absolutely stunned if the Yankees end up with uh, Otani at at any point, based on money, based on his desires. I don't think that that's happening. I don't think that's happening. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Artie is in Brooklyn. Artie, my friend.
0: Hey, Gordon, how's it going,
1: bud? I'm good, Artie. What's going on?
0: Hey, okay, I've calmed down since the top and trade, you know. Okay. Like, what, what are you going to do? But I am going to go a little hyper now on the Mets because they make this move, right? They give up Cole. Great move. Give up Cole's money, and they end up getting a relief pitcher. How good is he? I don't care. I don't care. I just love the idea of getting the, the relief pitcher, giving up money, Letting him go, taking money on, whatever. It is now July. Diaz is hurt <laughs> three four months ago. That's a move that we should have made four months ago. We went for Correa. We needed Alonzo protection. We've been using McNeil and Hagerbach, whatever his name is, <laughs> for four months, Okay. I mean, what was he waiting for? And now it's like, listen, I mean, we're hanging on a string, and he's so insane. We haven't given up. Dude, really? What the heck are you waiting for all this damn time? All right, Gordon. All Thank right, you all
1: right. I appreciate the phone call. Look, I, I, the, it, it is amazing, though, how quickly it, people can go right back on the bandwagon. Again, last, la, Larry went on vacation last week. That's the last time I talked to Larry. And at that time, Met fans were despondent. It's over. Get rid of Epler. Fire Buck. The owner is holding press conferences. Everybody's just giving him a pass. But still, he at least held a press conference. It's not his fault he spends money. It's not his fault. And then they go out and they win three games in a row. And uh, they're not out of it. I saw Ken Rosenthal have it. Yeah, they had saw Ken Rosenthal on a podcast. Well, the Mets should still make the playoffs. They're six games under five hundred. They're six and a half out of a wild card and need to leap over six teams in the process. Unfortunately for the Mets, they got a lot of time left, but they don't really have a lot of options. They're kind of stuck. They can't really be sellers because of the, all the reasons we've listed before. They don't have anything really to sell. Do you really want Billy Epler being the the one doing the selling? he'll he end up with the magic beans. I mean, you know, they didn't exactly do a great job at the trade deadline last year. And the biggest area that you need to fix is the top of the rotation, and nobody's taking those guys off your hands, and even if they did, you're just kind of opening up a new hole for yourself because you need somebody to be at the top of the rotation next year. It doesn't seem like the Mets are are loaded with pitching prospects, so it's kind of hard to envision a team, this kind of team that has this many flaws where it, it, the, the problems pop up in a, in a variety of different areas on a regular basis. It's hard to envision a team like that rolling off six or seven wins in a row. And as I said to the, the caller earlier, it's kind of, you really can't take anybody seriously until they get back to 500. Now, if the Mets get back to 500, we can talk. But it, it's pretty clear in terms of selling, even if they remain where they are, even if they don't go on a hot streak, they can't really be all that aggressive sellers. What are you selling? David Robertson? Okay, you might get a prospect back for David Robertson, but, but 38, 39-year-old relievers are not bringing back a, a big haul of prospects when reliever, it's not like you're, you're getting a guy in his prime. What else do the Mets have to sell? They're they're locked in with a lot of bad contracts, which are the result of of how Steve Cohen has gone about things here since he took over as the Mets owner. 1 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number, 1 800 919 3776. It's Gordon Damer. In for Dan. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.
0: And the box.